This is episode 38, and we're continuing with the shite tunes to start, but all the more fun. How's it going, Stephen? Can't believe we've we've made it to episode 38. I know. No, I'm only kidding. That was supposed to be what I, was, what I said, actually, last time, but fuck it. Nah, start of a new year. Yeah. This, this is our new year. This is an anniversary start. plus one. Start of a new chapter. And what a, what a treat we've got in store for you this week. Uh, we've got... Banging tunes. Banging tunes, yeah. We've got some goaltending heroics. We've got a lot of points. And we've got a lot of games to cover. Uh, and also a wee bit of fun with some player lineups for... Something that we'll come to in a bit, but yeah, so I think fire straight in because we had a lot to do. We had three games this weekend starting on Thursday. It was a good start, a 2 0 win down in Milton, a place that we've found kind of tough going in the past. Thankfully, it wasn't on TV. That's true, right? You know, you can get a first bus to Milton from Glasgow. <laughs> you can, what number? Uh, well, it used to be a 37. Used to be able to get a number thirty-seven there. I don't know what it is now, but I'm need to get that checked because the supporters club are charging a lot to to get down there. And if you can, if you can old get, day a, get an old day ticket for a few quid, then do that. But maybe we're missing something. Are you saying don't join the OSC? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. If you only need an old day ticket to get to Milton, <laughs> no. Uh, Nah, but maybe maybe we're we're missing something, but somebody can probably fill us in on that one. But no, so so a two 0 win down in Milton, uh, and with that came obviously the first shutout of the season for Mister Rumpel, or should we say Joel Rumpel? <laughs> yeah, uh, love the announcers' uh, enthusiasm for names. Can you, what was the the one for one for Doucet as well? <laughs> yeah, it's it's exaggerated as well. Game <laughs> oh, at least if he was consistent, but he's uh, he says everyone a bit a bit differently, so exactly. And obviously Fitzgerald gets quite a good welcome. But yep. then guys that had classes kinda club legends, now obviously like your Haywood Pitt potentially just don't really get much at all. <laughs> uh, Matt Becker just been top point scorer for two seasons. That he's been here, and uh, just yeah, aye, whatever. Maybe that's something they should do. Maybe they should introduce a a wee all-time leading point scorer, Scott Pitt, and then a twice season leading points getter, etc. etc. Yep. Et Who knows? Um, that can go along with the the smoke machines. Oh, uh, should bring those back there. Of interest, did they have them at the weekend, or was it just a cat house thing? No, nah, it must have just have been a cat thing. Right. They weren't there. Okay. Um yeah, anyway, the the game itself, we we uh we digress. The game itself uh, saw a, an early goal for us from Peacock a couple of minutes in, and then it wasn't until sixteen minutes into the third period where Fitzy doubled the lead and that was that was how the game stayed. Just from the highlights and things it didn't look like we we're at our best, but I think 
if the shutout was going to come, then it would be one of those kind of games uh, where it was backs to the wall at times maybe and they hit the, the post on a couple of occasions and the luck obviously just was with us. Yeah, um, it's good to see that although when we're not playing well, we're still being able to grind out uh, wins like that. So that was kind of pleasing, although obviously Milton Keynes had 19 shots in the second period. So um, yeah, I don't know how we didn't concede then, but uh, no, just a, a pleasing performance to be able to, to grind that out. Uh, obviously, Fitzy getting a goal as well. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. I think, well, you've, you've seen the highlights since, so you'll know. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a nice goal, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah, a wee low shot gets past Colleen. Um not much gets past him of it. Well, a fair amount does, but not many not many poor shots, so you knew it would have to be a, a decent effort. But yeah, so that was one of those I think we'd said we thought we were gonna win, but our pa- our history has been uh, checkered, so to speak, down there, so Yeah. Um no nah, good then there are a few penalties in the game. Nobody scored on the on the power play, but we had three, Milton Keynes themselves had five, so the, the penalty kill is something that's picking up a bit in recent times. I think it went through a slightly dodgy patch, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it probably did for a wee bit, but um, certainly up there with, the, with some of the best now. I think we're really good, um, both on, on the power play and penalty kill, actually. Uh, I think Tansky helps with that a lot. I think he's really good. Uh, Especially on the on the penalty kill. Yeah, good at everything that guy really. Yeah, um, well he is, but he just kind of seems to stand out a bit more on the uh, on the penalty kill and occasionally the power play as well. Yeah, and of course we had um, mentioned previously wondering if if Hansen would be playing. He he was fine, obviously, and. Um, so was Wilson as well. He was he was back in the lineup. So uh, a full complement of players, and that's that's where we want to be. Uh, a good win, and that kind of set us off on the right note for the rest of the weekend. I think. Yeah, it did. I think the the shutout definitely helped as well. Gave Rumpel a bit of, a bit of confidence, and perhaps in uh, the D as well. So that uh, no, was all good. Yeah, of course, I think they'd had a couple of man-of-the-match performances previously, but never quite that shot out. We'd obviously had a laugh about it for a bit, but it did genuinely not seem like it was going to come. But I think now he's probably, but well, not probably, he's, he's as good as as he's played since he's been here. Um, while we're on him, really, we might as well talk about it. That's him now, after the, the other games that we'll just come on to, up to... 90% uh, 90 save percentage um, and we're, we're pretty pretty low on goals against 3.02 uh, so fifth fifth in that regard so he's really coming to a game now and it's it's good because he's it, there is obviously I was going to say there's a good goalie in there somewhere we knew that he made some really good saves but it's starting to perform consistently I think yeah, I think that's always sort of been the key with him. Uh, he's had some some good performances in the past, but uh, again, just sort of finding that consistency, and it's it's definitely coming now. A lot of good saves been made. 
Yeah, yeah, especially that one against Nottingham was it? I think the standout, but hey, yeah. I'm sure he'd take a, a shot out over that um, most of the time. Um, the second game of the weekend saw us travel down to Sheffield. I don't believe you can get a, a first bus down there, but hey, it would have been the best value ticket, I think, if you could. You can get a mega bus, though, you know. <laughs> you could get a mega bus, and in the end, it was a, a mega performance. Uh, <laughs> we, we both said that this was a time to play Sheffield, I think, and so it proved it was another shutout, so back-to-back for Rumpel in a, in a 6-0 win in Sheffield, which is the the uh, first time that they've ever lost 6-0 at home, uh, and we just absolutely pumped them. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen the the highlights and stuff. Um, we just looked pretty much in, in control for uh, from most of the most of the game, I would say. Um, other than maybe the first period, that was probably quite even in terms of obviously shots and stuff like that. But no, again, no, it was another another really good uh, performance. Scored three three quick goals in succession in the second period, so that was that was nice to see as well. Normally, it's that. Happened the other way about, but yeah, um, obviously Pitt got us off the mark. A nice wee power play goal. Uh, yeah, I saw you'd mentioned to Sully on the old tweets <laughs> that it was indeed a, a backdoor tapping as usual, <laughs> but it, it was classic Pitt. Yeah, uh, just from his uh, from his Twitter takeover, that's uh, what Sully was saying there. But that's you know you need to be in those positions to. To score a lot of the time, and that's that's where he is. That's his office. So more often than not, you'll find him there. Uh, so you know it was a good start to the to the goal scoring, and then a minute and a half later, Matt Curley gets his first clan goal. Yeah, brilliant! Huge moment for him. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, sort of backhand shot. It was sort of coming across the face of goal, and it was uh, sort of backhand and. Yeah, um, back across whistle it was. Yeah, it was a uh, really nice finish, I think. Um, and that that line really, obviously Muzo's got a couple of goals himself, um, and it was just just a matter of time, I think, before Howlett got one. Uh, they've been playing really well together, so Tansky moving back up to that line, uh, and yeah, it was a, it was a really nice finish, and I think we just really kicked on from there. Uh, as you say, Stupka with one a minute, minute later, and Sheffield looked as though they were, they had given up by that point. I think. Yeah, probably would be as well as doing that, but it didn't look as if they were going to come back in at any point after that. You know, and then kind of third period they had four shots. Uh, in the whole period, so you can just, I mean, you could tell from then that it was the heads had gone down and they didn't really see a way back into it. And I think after the it was either the fourth or the fifth goal, you could hear some some boos echoing around the uh, Sheffield Arena. So yeah, that was that was very pleasing to see. I have to, I yeah, have to say. absolutely. Um, Musil himself with the the fifth goal, Stupka with the fourth, Becca and Pitt in there. That line's definitely definitely going at the moment. Um, and then Bierum who. Contributes every so often with, with a couple of points or a goal, so still still keeping that scoring spread about. 
and there and it's good to get two goals in the power play there so 50% in that game uh, you always want to to keep that ticking over as well you know I say as well but Rasmus Bierum's just he's, he's kind of gone under the radar a wee bit but with some fans but um, you know just uh, any time I see him he's always giving 100% and just the way he sort of moves it, the puck around the boards and stuff like that it's just you wonder how he's still got the puck at times and you know, he's just a really good, skillful player. Um, albeit, obviously, not putting up the same amount of points as, as your top line guys, but he's there to do. He's there to do a, a certain job at the end of the day, and he's he's doing it really well. He's been really impressive for me. Yeah, I think actually, one one or both of us picked him as the one to watch at the start of the year. Did we not? Yeah, I think we both did that. Hey, and yeah, he's. 31 points from 39 games, uh, yeah. 10 goals, 21 assists, so um, certainly doing doing a really good job and I agree completely, I'm very impressed when, when I see him, uh, so long may that that continue, playing with Hansen, they're, they're just working really well together, when, when you find a combination like that, I think it's it's good, you know, we had that Hammond Becca Pitt thing which will be difficult to, to match ever. But uh, you know, when you get the line combinations right it's it's quite clear and, and he's got them at the moment, so long as that continues, we say. Keep going, we Razzy. We Razzy. We ra- Rascal. <laughs> is a wee rascal. Um Please fuck Rascal. There's there's another song. Dizzy, Dizzy, right Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> uh, so, well, that was that was four out of four. Um, I'm going into Sunday's game looking to make that six out of six. Unfortunately, in the end, we only managed one point from the home game against Guildford, but it's one point more than no points, I guess. Uh, in the end, Guildford winning 3-2 after overtime. You were at that one. What were your uh, general thoughts with that? My general thoughts, well, you know, that's pretty good math, so good additions there. I'm always, I'm always decent. Point, which is one better than none. Yeah. Well, what do you think I get paid for on this podcast? <laughs> you get paid? Yeah. Oh, Can't I'm not meant to say that. that. I'm not meant to say that on air, Al. Right, I'll need to speak to somebody about that. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but iTunes. I'm getting paid by uh, the Bank of Podcast. Right, okay. If you just, just have a word, leave your account details and they listen right. to a couple of clips and then uh, they'll, they'll contact you. So, nah, I mean, oh, it's all right. Oh, oh, it's oh, one oh, of those things. One of those things that keeps you keeps you going. Gets right. you a, a rolling sausage every week, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah. Anyway, sorry. I digress, but um, obviously Clan went went two 0 up uh, in the in the first period. A uh, couple of I would say probably scrappy goals, but um, obviously they all count and knocked home by Brendan Conley and uh, Guy Doucet. So and then obviously both they both assisted on uh, on the other one's goal along with uh, Stannis for the first one. 
Um, but, you know, I, I felt like it was pretty even uh, in that first period. And it was quite a scrappy game um, in general, I would say. We were there with uh, uh, Rosemary's dad. And, you know, that was like the, kind of, the first time that he'd, he'd been at a hockey game. Um, and I was just sitting there. Thinking. And I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, you know, if this was kind of my first game, how would I feel it went? And, you know, overall, it was, it was a pretty scrappy game. There wasn't really too many clear-cut chances, I don't think. Passing was kind of a bit all over the place from, from both teams, probably. Uh, but, you know, Clan went and tuning up at the, the end of that first period. And, again, I was uh, thinking that's maybe... You know, good again. Obviously, we're not playing well, but we're still managing to score. And uh, obviously, that's been an issue before playing uh, against Guildford. Um, so, you know, two, two goals in that first period. Hopefully, that was going to help to settle the nerves and stuff. But wasn't to be. Five minutes into the second period, uh, we Ben Davis, um, who's been on fire recently, actually, for, for the Flames. Pulled him back to the thin one. It was a nice week. Uh, tip in front. I think it was a shot from Janssen from the from the point, and uh, Davis got a tip on it, and it sent it high past Rumpel. That was the and first. Then, that was uh, about hundred and what forty five minutes or so since the the end of the game before his last shot. Isn't that right? Oh, right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and assuming yeah. that he didn't, assuming he didn't concede. The game before that, I can't quite remember, but um, you know that that's a lot of minutes finally to to break the shot out. Yeah, and uh, it was—I mean, it was definitely one that you could do absolutely nothing about. It was just uh, there was nobody kind of there was nobody near Davis, and just uh, managed to get his stick on it and sort of sent it high past his um, past his shoulder. But you know, after that, then I feel like Guilford started to come into the game a wee bit more. And, you know, kind of started to dominate a wee bit. I think we were just maybe tiring at points. Um, and then there was a minute from the end of the second period where we jazz London. Yeah. Get, get the equaliser. I don't actually, I can't really remember that. I think it was a, a pretty high shot as well. I've, uh, I can assist you here having seen the highlights. Right. Um, that it, it, was, it was a shot from... They won the face-off and it came back to the blue line, uh, kind of just over to the left, and he he put one in looking for a tip on it, and it basically just went straight through into the top corner. Um, again, hard to tell whether there was a touch on it, but obviously not, given that he's been credited with the goal, but there was a bit of traffic. I'm not sure if Rumpel expected the touch or just didn't see it. Um, yeah. But it was one of those kind of C and I shots, as they say. It just went straight in. Not sure um, if he made perfect contact with it, but um, right into the top bin anyway. Yeah, um, I felt like that was a, a bit of a recurring theme as well. Um, I don't, I don't remember us winning any face-offs uh, during the game, but um, it's just kind of been a recurring theme for for a number of seasons. Uh, for us, and I think it sort of goes under the radar just like kind of how important it is to to be able to, to win at least some of those and just um, take take a bit of control. 
Yeah. Um, Especially defensive zone ones. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like we're not we're not winning enough of them. That's maybe, you know, probably one of my only criticisms um, of the team. I think at this point, but yeah. Uh, on you go. No, I was just going to say I don't really remember us having any face-off masters, so to speak. <laughs> In the past, a couple of guys who've been good at it. I'd need to see the stats because that could be absolute shite, but um, I know like Guilford of guys like Cruz Reddick are really good mm. in face-offs. Um, Matthew Myers as well at Cardiff is renowned for being good in the face-offs and stuff, and it's it's definitely something that you can practice, I'm sure, uh, but we've just never never really been that reliable, I don't think. Um, but one of those things, maybe it's just the guys we've got, it's not their kind of game. Um, but yeah, 2-2 two, two, two there, and that's that's the way it finished, wasn't it, in regulation? Yeah, that was it for, for regulation. Nothing really, doing anything that much on what happened in the third period. Uh, again, it just kind of felt a wee bit scrappy. Probably Guilford maybe just edged the third period, but by the time it came to came to overtime, I, I thought like that we were that we were dominating at the start of overtime. Um, had a couple of really good shots and were probably unlucky not to. Yeah, some big saves in there. Not to get the goal in the end. Um, and then you know, obviously the. Uh, the winner came from from Ian Waters, assisted by Cali Ackred and, and Cruz Reddick getting his uh, mandatory point. Uh, a wee trickler, and it just you know just watching it from the stands, it just looked like slow motion. Yeah, uh, just kind of trickling over the line, and just wasn't to be for us. But you know, overall happy about point. I think. Yeah, no, it's good because those those points are crucial. We've mentioned that before. Um, that's good that uh, at least those were the first goals we've scored against Guildford this season uh, yeah. I believe so that's certainly something to, to take as a positive I suppose but as you'd said they're probably our bogey team at the moment um, can't get that that win against them and I suppose that shows how well we're doing given that we've competed really well against most of the other teams um, what, what do you think in particular it is that we we don't do so well against them it's hard to pinpoint I think yeah I, I don't know actually um, that is difficult to, to say for sure um, I feel like they just seem to always kind of up their game uh, against us because obviously I've seen um, I watched the TV game Guilford had against uh, Manchester and I feel like Manchester were dominating, but I don't know if that was just because Manchester are quite a physical team, so they, I don't know if they just uh, maybe try bossing about. And um, I think you'd said it previously, but uh, Finnery's game plan is to be physical for yeah for those types of games, um, and obviously that that seems to work to a certain extent. Um, I don't feel like we're a particularly over overly physical team. Um, and maybe that, that kind of works against us. Um, the only other thing I would say is, you know, kind of looking at looking at the referees and stuff. I, f- I felt like there was a there was a couple of calls that um, that they missed in the game last night. But then, 
you know, you've got you've got Blake Copeland up one end who's you know kind of calls me we daft things here and there. Yeah. Uh, and then Toby Craig who's kinda of more likely to sort of let the game flow and stuff and you know, I don't I don't think the two of them work work well together. Um you can't really have that. You can't be having one guy calling for uh, you know, we kinda of niggly penalties and stuff and then Yeah. Uh, another guy who's just not likely to call anything for for stuff like that. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's an interesting point because I don't know how they. I'm sure it would just be a kind of availability thing how they assign. Yeah. The referees, but what were there? Four penalties in that game. Three of them does. So, yeah, it's a bit, a bit annoying. The it's just a lack of consistency between across the officials. But then what? What sport doesn't really complain yeah. about officials? I don't think we've had too much really to, to need to say about them, which is good, I suppose, but obviously that's the result of the, the team playing pretty well, getting some good results. So Yeah, and no. I mean, I don't, like, I don't want to use that as a, you know, to sort of blame the refs for obviously not getting the victory there, but um, I feel like the interference call on Conley was very soft. Uh, yeah. and then there was a there was a hit on Conley I'm sure in the, in the third period that was it was quite blatant and, and wasn't called so um, you know it's just kind of stuff like that but uh, you know in general I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't really look at uh, the referees as a sort of source of, of blame for for any games that we end up losing yeah um, I'm not going to go through in, in detail any of the the other games that happened because we've got quite a few things to to catch up on anyway but just a couple of scores of, of highlight um, scores on the doors yeah last uh, Wednesday Cardiff won in Sheffield which I think we both thought they were going to do but um, maybe a, a tighter game than predicted uh, Belfast won both their home games against Fife uh, and then Fife gets stuck with no ferry, I think. Uh, so um, that that worked out well for us, as we'll just come to um, in terms of the league. And then a, a bit of a kind of blowout score on Sunday night with Belfast beating Milton nine two. Uh, that's a surprise because it was their third and three, but also. Um, being in Milton, that's that's not really what I expected. Uh, but I mean, they're they're just struggling more than ever now, Milton. I think. Yeah, so I'm guessing Belfast had a flight booked. Yeah, I think they must have done. Yeah. No. Because otherwise, how did, how did they get there? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Just, just get big Finn McCool to just pick them up. <laughs> yeah, maybe they did that. Home advantage and all that, um, and yeah, a couple of, couple of five fours on Sunday as well. Coventry seemed to make a habit of winning from being behind. Uh, at home they did that to to Dundee. So, uh, and then Sheffield, certainly picked up their performance on Sunday when they they lost in Manchester, just five four in overtime. So. That was definitely a Jekyll and Hyde weekend for them. Uh, but all in all, it leaves us in a good position, sitting fourth 
with 47 points from 39 games. I, that's six behind Nottingham, who've played six more games. And it's two ahead of Fife, who've played one more game. Um, yes. Well, exactly. Yeah, and of course, the most important thing there is we're now top of the conference. So, so but joking um, aside, we've talked about how tight the table is from Sheffield in 10th to ourselves in 4th. There's four points there and um, a lot of movement again. Guildford one point behind Fife, Dundee on the same, and then Manchester only two behind. So, all to play for, as we seem to say every week, but uh, it's definitely... Definitely, I like it being like this, um, and it means that the games coming up are mad, mad important, bruv, but none more so than the first leg of our Challenge Cup semi on Tuesday against Belfast. There's a lot riding on that, I think it's probably the, the first time we've been this close to well, I was going to say this close to a trophy, but you know what I mean, since... Uh, that conference doesn't count. Yeah, since uh, second in the league mm. a few years ago. Um, yeah. Chance to get to the final. Uh, but yeah, first leg against Belfast on Tuesday. That's going to be a good game. and I can't go, but you can. So what do you think? I think we'll be doing well if we're, if we're still in the tie after it. <laughs> do, yeah. do you? Right. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, um, I don't know. I just feel like we need to be still in with a shout, I think, when we go to the return leg. Uh, I think that's the main thing. Even if, you know, if we lose by a, by a goal or two, then, you know, that's not, I wouldn't be too disappointed with that. Well, I think we kind of said the same about, about Cardiff as well. Yeah, it's a sensible shout from that point of view because it's exactly what happened there. Um, what about you? Would you would you fancy? Uh, I think we'll beat them. Right. Uh, in the first leg, whether we'll win the tie overall, I'm not sure yet. We'll wait and see. But uh, I think we'll be right up for it. You know, this is this is a bigger game for us than it is for them. I think. But then they probably argue not. Um, being the holders and stuff. Yeah, uh, possibly. But yeah, I, I think this is. This is a huge game, um, given that we're going there with with a full squad, everybody hopefully up for it and in good form. I don't think the Guildford loss will have really dented the confidence or anything much. So I, I actually think I think we can beat them at home, have done before this season. But yeah, I'm going to say that we'll beat them by the odd goal. Right. Whether or not that'll be enough, as I said, remains to be seen, but... I'm pretty hopeful. I was hopeful about that weekend there, and it, and it turned out to be true. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that we can we can beat them and see what happens in the second leg. Uh, All right. Which is fourteenth of February or something like that. Yeah. So, a couple of weeks in between, in between those legs. But uh, yeah, it's a big game, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think we can. I think we can put in a, a performance like that. Um, I just think that maybe, you know, Belfast are just they're kinda since since the two defeats to, to Cardiff, I think they've stepped up again. Um obviously again it was a six three victory. Um against 
Ryan's Fife and then obviously narrowly beat them two one on Saturday, but then going to Milton Keynes and scoring nine, that's you know. But then obviously we've we've beaten Dundee by a yeah by a similar score, so yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it probably is quite even, to be honest. Yeah, and of course, um just going by the standings that uh we've just covered, uh we then play three and three Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I think the first two two of those games, uh home then away against Fife. They're um they're as, as big as Fife games come really. Um in terms of, you know, we're not we're, it's not a conference thing that we're going for anymore. I'm wanting to be catching Nottingham, so uh, yep. we need need to win uh well, I was going to say both. We don't need to win both, but uh, I'd like to think we can we can put them away at home certainly, uh, and then stretch that that gap out. So yeah, Friday night for that that one. Uh, ho- hopefully be there. Yeah, quite up for that. Looking forward to it, and I think we can beat them. Although they they have got a, a full complement of players, unlike the last time we we played them. Yeah, I think that'd maybe be the only thing that would that would kind of slightly worry me. Um, it's obviously the last time they were here, um, and obviously we obviously we did beat them, but um, it wasn't maybe as comfortable as we would have liked. So um, I think it will be another tight game. Uh, I think we'll probably just edge them at home um, if we can take the game on the Saturday to overtime. Then I'll be delighted. Yeah, do you reckon that there'll be uh, any wrestlers getting married at the the home game this time? Um, and then those strange speeches that they did before it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would tend to agree with the the three out of four. Um, but I think if we've to really assert our dominance then we've won won a, certainly once in five this year uh, and we had that other close overtime one so if we can beat them twice then we're really in a, a great position I think to finish at least fourth um, of course having the games in hand you, you still need to you still need to win them but um, we'd be looking up instead of down I think yeah, and that's probably an incentive to the players as well. Um, although obviously, uh, then on on Sunday, when we're we're going down to to Milton Keynes for a quarter past five face off, so that's you know that's that's not going to be easy against three three games in three days, and obviously playing midweek the last couple of weeks as well. So yeah, uh, you know that that could take its toll at some point, but. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, what do you think about the Sunday? You more more skeptical about it, yeah, than than Thursday's Milton game there. Um, but I mean, we've seen that we've seen that we can go in there and and win, and other teams are doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I still think I'd put us as quite strong favourites regardless of the fact we've got 3-3 three and, three, uh, and having played Tuesday. It's obviously a factor, but I think 
there's there it's not as much of a of a swing as you know having quite a confident team going in there scoring lots of goals and playing well. I think that that compensates a fair bit. Um, and obviously they they'll have played the night before as well, so it's not a foregone conclusion either way. But I, I think we can we can beat them there, and if we got it's another chance for six. Um, which would be, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Um, are you taking six points then? <laughs> no, I'm taking... I've, I'd love six, but I'm going to go four. I think five might beat us at home. In five, sorry. Yeah. yeah four four from six. Like four from six, I'd still take but more than that I'd be very happy yeah yeah I agree um, I think probably four as well maybe five we stretch it to five again uh, yeah I just I just feel like five are going to they'll get something off us probably hopefully we just end up with more than them <laughs> the only thing they get off us is a a slagging mate <laughs> uh, nah yeah we'll see we'll see Um Elsewhere then, just, just quickly, the other games will give our usual predictions. Um, we've got... Sprint through. Free sports, sports game on Wednesday, Guildford against Sheffield. Um, Guildford. Guildford for me, I agree. Uh, that'd be good. It'd be good to see Sheffield losing on, on live TV. That'd be nice. Uh, Giants against Blaze. This is on Saturday. Giants. Yep. Same. Uh, Storm v Devils. You've got to pick Cardiff yeah, there. Cardiff, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Although um, it was a good win from Nottingham on Saturday there to to end Cardiff's winning streak. Has to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Cardiff just about there. Nottingham Milton. Nothing. Got to go home win, yeah. Sheffield Guilford. Guilford again. I think so. <laughs> picks Cardiff and never picks Sheffield, that's what we like. <laughs> uh, on to Sunday, Giants against Panthers. Uh, Giants. Yes, okay. Dundee Guilford. Dundee. Yeah, they've been pretty good. That home. Uh, I'll be the, I'm going the same here. Need to find some that I disagree on. Coventry, Manchester. Coventry, hundred percent. Oof, now I'm going storm. Right, there you are. Uh, and then <laughs> Cardiff, Sheffield. Cardiff. Also agree with that. So uh, that would leave Sheffield firmly in the mire, which is pretty good. Um, in the Matthew mire. In the Matthew mire, yeah. Uh, so just before we touch on the next subject, it it came to my attention that uh, Colin Shields, good uh, Scott, obviously playing in Belfast, became the the leading, the all time top point scorer in the EIHL with seven hundred and thirty two points, which is one more than David Clark, uh, Nottingham, six hundred and sixty one games. 
291 goals, 441 assists. Uh, he's a, a half-decent player, but what a record that is. Yeah, absolutely. How many seasons has he, has he played in the, in the league, do you know? Uh, I'm just about to find out if you can fill in with some waffle. All right. 441 assists. I mean... <laughs> it's a lot of assists, isn't it? <laughs> it is a lot of assists, but... Um, I feel like maybe John Dunbar could get that in five seasons. <laughs> maybe, yeah. He's had some career shields, just looking at it. He's 39. Okay. Obviously, <clears throat> born in Glasgow, but... His first elite league season was 2005-06. He, so then, he then played a season in the East Coast League. Then he played... For Newcastle, so that's let's go for that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is his twelfth season, I think, by my calculation, and he's had spells at Sheffield, Newcastle, um, one in France thrown in there, uh, a couple in East Coast. So, uh, it's a it's a great record. Um, and still yeah. seems to be a a fit guy. I, th- I think that's what he does. Is he's he's got a some sort of gym or fitness place back in Belfast, um, and certainly found a home there. But great record and just scores points yeah. every season. Really, um, you know, I remember a, a couple of goals against us. Um, but yeah, he's he's pretty pretty consistent in terms of his. His points going a couple of years, maybe not quite so much, but last year, 55 points in 51 games. That was a good one, 49 the year before. So Doing really well for his age and stuff, and I think he's maybe got a couple of seasons left in him, just about. Yeah, probably. Um, wouldn't put it past him to, to have another couple of seasons as well. He's obviously still still playing at a high level. And, um, obviously still... Still scoring a lot of points as well, so uh, no, it's a, it's you know it's a it's a great achievement, definitely. Yeah. So um, the other subject that came up this this week was the news of the confirmation. I think we obviously knew it would happen, but um, Matt Haywood getting a testimonial next year. I think it is. He played his five hundredth game for Clan uh, recently. Did they do a any kind of ceremony or anything on Sunday? Yeah, they did. They presented them with a, a jersey, right. the five hundred, uh, and a, a wee bottle of whatever, right. a wee bottle of whiskey or whatever. Okay. Glass bottle, iron brew. <laughs> he gave the he gave the top back for the extra twenty. <laughs> even though I actually don't think they do that anymore. But nah, uh, yeah. So nah, he's been obviously we we touched on that last week. He's been great for the the club, um, but. Next year, I believe, is the going to be the, the testimonial, and he had asked fans for their selection of players that they wanted back. So we thought we would... Some, uh, some, uh, sorry, just to interrupt you, some absolute howling, some howling shouts in amongst them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, might, we might rip on some of them as we go, so no offence there. Uh, hopefully none taken, but... 
yeah, he asked for some suggestions for fans of who, who they'd like to see coming back for it. Um, I know it'll be good. I'll certainly try and get to that game. I'd imagine it'll be the 19, season 19-20 team against some sort of Matt Haywood select team. Uh, but yeah, we just we thought we'd go through some players and say who we'd, who we'd like to see back and perhaps who we wouldn't. Um, yeah. Th- there's a couple of years where I I didn't didn't go to the clan games at the start, so I've got some names here that are just on reputation, but most most I have seen, so um, not completely uh, unfounded claims. Um, but so how how do you want to do it? Firstly, I think maybe just go by position. Uh, yeah. Goaltender first. Yeah, I guess it's a, a fairly obvious shout, but um, who have you gone for there? Well, I think you know, obviously, the fact he's on the or well was on the, the Hall of Fame. He's been knocked down <laughs> uh, since then. It's uh, the fantastic Kyle Jones. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, I think. So far, he's been the, the goalie for our most uh, successful, if you call it that. It's certainly our highest finish in the league season. So, um, then he was he was very good when he was here. So I think yeah, he he's definitely going to be the man, and I I fully expect him to to be back. Um, also potentially a honourable mention for Mike Will. <laughs> played played here for. Played for a couple of years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Um, as a backup. As a backup. I, I, gen- I don't know how they'll work it, but I had his name down. But um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if it will be, you know, guys that Haywood's quite friendly with and stuff, and I'm sure he's one of them. Um, but yeah. no, I think I think it'll be Kyle Jones will be the, the goaltender for that. Uh, moving on to the defence. Well, I had just briefly. I had uh, Chris Holt as a backup. Right. Okay. But I was, I I was thinking purely from a from a fan right perspective okay, yeah. rather than. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. I, I think it will be Kyle Jones. Um, maybe Holt, but I think more likely might well. <laughs> um, on to the D. How many are we picking? Are we picking our favourite four? Yeah. Our favourite four out of the list. Um, I'll just name some guys I had down in the list of suggestions that might be considered. Don't obviously take these as my final ones, but um, you get Scott Arson, uh, Mike Weatherburn, who I didn't ever see, but I think was well-liked. Tim Weatherburn. Sorry, Tim Weatherburn, yeah. I'm thinking about Mike Well, I'm looking at the next name. Uh, <laughs> you and Mike Will playing play in D. <laughs> probably, he'd probably be alright. <laughs> Better than he is a goalie. Sam Zajak played for a few years. Kevin Phillips, who also was there the first year and played for a few. Chris Frank, who will no doubt be in there uh, or certainly invited. Jamie Fritch. You get Sully, who's obviously playing at the moment. I had a 
couple as well. McKeever, who was just a fan favourite. Um, maybe not so much in contention. Uh, but also for just a, a sort of wild card, Cameron Burt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like I've got three sort of three ones that I've got set in stone that I would like to see back and okay. then just a sort of host of other names right so so for me I think I'd like to see Arson let's go for Fritch and that's quite hard <laughs> have you got have you got those two no no, well, right, well, that's, got, that's interesting. I've, I've got Fritch as a... I'm obviously not including the current team. I'll just assume yeah, that yeah. they are playing next year. Right. Uh, Arsenal and Fritch, just because they were a, a, a good partnership, you've obviously got something completely different, which is interesting. What have you got? <laughs> well, I've went with, I've went with Scott Arson. Uh, I think he's, you know, he, he definitely needs to be there. <laughs> if he's not there, it'll be... Yeah. Poor, let's just put it that way. Um, I went with Tim Weatherburn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I just don't have the experience of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's there since he's so well-liked, I think. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know if it's a case of, like, you know, if these guys can actually make it or not, and it's just, I would just kind of think of it from a, yeah, from a no, selfish standpoint when I'm uh, it's just basically guys that I would like to see not necessarily ones yeah, that, no. that he would, would pick but no I think, um, that's, uh, I think that's fair the other guy well so that's two I've got there I also am with Nathan McKeever um, okay as a guy as a definite guy that I would have um, although albeit he was obviously only here for a season and if I remember correctly didn't you know he, he didn't really start all that well yeah you might be right to remember but then you know, once he once he hit form, he was definitely one of the one of the best team in that we've probably had here. Um, and I think you know, so look, looking back at past rosters, it's maybe not that difficult to uh, to suggest that. But um, no, those those are definitely those are three solid ones that I would uh, that I would definitely have. Yep, so we're going there with Arson, Weatherburn and McKeever. Uh, yeah, that, well that's the three I've got, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to stick Fritch in there for our four. Right. Uh, I liked Fritch. Um, I think it'd be good to see him back. So, yeah. unless, you, unless you have any other objections, we'll go with those four. That's fine. And other sort of honourable mentions. Yep, carry on. Cameron Burt was definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'd, I'd just thought to see him back. Uh, we Sammy's Ajax as well. Yeah. How you mentioned him. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was he was really good. Used yeah, he his, was. Yeah. You know, uh, used his body well, considering he was such a such a wee guy, but um, played really well for us. And uh, the, the other one I had was Ryan Kavanagh. Yeah, I was about I was about to say there. Um I liked him as well. Obviously this is kind of a bit of a who did our our own sort of Hall of Fame <laughs> type favourites, but 
It's yeah. a good chance to do it. Uh, and yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of what Haywood was asking. Yeah. So. No, I'd agree there. Kavanaugh was, shouldn't have been off my list. Uh, I think he got a, an unfortunate injury at one point in that season he was here. Um, but he, yeah, he was all action. He was a bit of a, a kind of wee pocket dynamo type guy. But no, he was memorable. I liked him. So, yeah, he's on the honourable mentions list. So Absolutely. But we'll stick in. So we've got Jones, Arson, Tim Wedderburn, Jamie Nikita. Fritch and Nathan McKeever. Yeah. Okay, so we thought six forwards. And this, this is, is actually this, this, this is way more difficult. I've got my list of people who I think will be in contention. Come back again, might as well. Rhyme it off. We've got Ash Goldie. This is not. This is in a bit of an order, but it might be. Right. Kind of slightly all over the place. Ash Goldie, Tristan Harper, Drew Miller, Jordan Kristanovic, uh, Jade Galbraith. Two who I didn't ever see, but I think are were well liked. Kyle Bruce and John Landry. Yeah. Uh, Adam Walker as well. Uh, then we've got Lee Esders, Matt Toll, Neil Trim, Joe Champagne, Ed McGrain. <laughs> Obviously for rhyming. Um, we've also got Ben Davis, and then on to the kind of big hitting guys uh, Matt Keith Stefan Meyer I've mentioned Pitt here but it doesn't really count since he's still playing uh, Lee Salters Brendan Brooks Barry McKenzie Alex Levitt Mike Hammond Derek Rail was a kind of wild card just because he was a bit of a good laugh yeah I think I think that's my list of potential Returnees for it, so getting that down to six. I don't know if you've got six that I mentioned there, um, but yeah, we need to narrow that right down. So, what have you got? And then we'll mm. work on it. I've not really, I've not really finalised this yet. I can, my initial thought was to go with the line of uh, Keith Meyer. And the Salters. Yeah, I mean that's it's hard to argue against those two. Um <laughs> sorry, I just thought of a funny thing that probably wouldn't happen, but some of these guys come back and they're just like twenty five stone. <laughs> skating around. I think it's really unlikely given that they tend to be fit guys and retire to Real careers as well, but it would just be a funny thought. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like it's not Ali McCoyster. No, yeah. no, exactly. Um, yeah, so I like Keith Meyer Salters. I think it's hard to disagree with those three. Um, yeah, and also in terms of popularity. Yeah, definitely. And then there's a, you know, there's a gap there. There's three, but you know, yeah, yeah, it's. It's such a struggle to, to pick three and only three. Yeah. For these remaining ones. I, I uh, think contenders for that for me, I'd quite like Trim back. I would agree with um, that. I'd quite like to see. Le- I, I'm also thinking of 
people who I think would be good for the game, which is is not off topic, but it's part of it, I suppose. Levitt was always seemed to be a good laugh, and I liked him. Yeah. Uh, so he's in there. Ben Davis, I really liked. So there's three there, um, but then guys like obviously Jade Galbraith who, in in their pomp for us, were just unbelievable. Um, certainly, I, I think obviously there'll be more than just six, but if we're narrowing it down to six that we liked, um, pe- people will definitely have have Galbraith in there over over the likes of Trim and Davis. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah. Will they be getting Drew Miller back? Who knows? Uh, obviously, guys like Ash Goldie as well. Um, but yeah, it's hard hard to get the six. So if we go with the, we go with Keith Meyer and Salter, my three I'll pick <laughs> controversially: Davis, Trim, and Levitt. <laughs> right. So you're. So you're not going with the likes of Mike Havant? No. Drew Miller? Obviously, well, I mean... But, but see, this is hard. This makes any suggestion sound shite, you know? No, I know, I, um, know. I know. If... I would want... See, and I would want Hammond... I would want Hammond if I've got Pitt and Becker. Yeah, exactly. Drew Miller, obviously, would just be great in general. Um not sure if he's still playing. I think he is, maybe in Europe somewhere. Um, but yeah, so some of the other ones depend on the other guys. Uh, I just generally liked Levitt, watching Levitt, Trim and Davis independently. So, um, But I've got no doubt that there'll be complete disagreement with some people about that. But those are my six. Uh, nice. And it is what it is, so deal with it. It's hard, it is hard, obviously. It's hard to disagree with, with any of that. Yeah, it is so difficult. I mean, I've got I've got guys like Brendan Cook, um, some older guys, Bruce Richardson. Uh, really liked him as a as a player coach. Um, yeah, so you've, you've seen these guys more, so that's... Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's fair enough. Um Jade Gobraith, obviously. I think it would be interesting if we had Bruce Richardson uh, and Ryan Finnerty, if they were in separate teams. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, Finnerty, we've not really mentioned coaches, but I'd be amazed if he's not involved. <laughs> that would be excellent. Just obviously the, the fact that uh, Richardson and, and Finnerty used to have often <laughs> yeah. have a scrap with each other when they were at Sheffield and nothing, but so you know guys like that, Bruce Richardson, Brendan Cook, so older, uh, older guys, Kyle Bruce, like you'd mentioned. Yeah. Um, Jade Goldbraith, you know, uh, I mean highest highest point scorer in a season. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane not to really have him in, um, but then that's really what opinions are, I guess, aren't they? I think. And then it's you it's know, kind of it's age as well, so I don't know if you know, yeah. When you when you widen the net to however many he's going to have back, uh, then these guys will certainly all be close to it if they can all play kind of thing. But I suppose we were making it more difficult and giving us 
only six slots. Um, yeah, I know we made we made it difficult for ourselves. So to Kristanovic, you know, I'd I'd like to see him back. I don't think he'll be back though. Yeah, to to put you on the spot then, who's your who's your <clears> other three? I'll go with with honourable mentions to basically everybody I've just said. <laughs> That's what we've done. People realise that all we've done <laughs> is just mention everybody so that nobody can say, why did you not pick him? Let's go with Alex Levitt. 100% must be there. Oof. Right, okay. So we've actually got four in common. Uh, I would like to see Neil Trim, but he wouldn't be in my top six. <laughs> Just for those backdoor passes to pit. <laughs> nah, they were obviously they weren't great. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I don't think you can put Drew Miller in. Nah, I agree with that. So, I'll go with Jade Gobraith. Yeah, in place of Trim. In place of Trim. Yeah, it's probably sensible. And then the last spot is between Hammond. Goldie, McGrane, Champagne. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I'll go with Mike Hammond. Right, okay. Am I going to. Nah. I mean, Hammond was fantastic to watch. Um, I think yeah, it was, was. I think we almost didn't really. This is obviously just turned into Mike Hammond fan club minute, <laughs> but I don't think we quite appreciated how good well we knew how good he was yeah but I'm not sure we knew how good he was he was obviously going to be as well consistently yeah um, I mean, considering you know his CV before coming here wasn't really yeah no it was you know, there was there was not much there there was uh, obviously a, a lot of good guys get get picked up from those leagues but um, the first 15, 16 when he went to East Coast there wasn't really much there um, but now if you asked basically every team would you would you want Mike Cameron then they'd say yeah uh, so yeah. I mean he, 40, his season was cut short obviously slightly um, for us um, 16, 17 but then 83 points for Manchester the, the next year and then he's currently on 53 from 35, so on course to potentially beat that again. Um, and then obviously played with GB, so uh, nah, it'd be great to see him, but I, I just had it in a kind of... I would only want Hammond if I've got Pitt and Becca there, so... Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, I think, as um, well. Um, so for, for that reason... Let's go with Bruce Richardson. Okay, I think that's, I think that's pretty solid. I can, I can obviously move aside for. Uh, who was it coming in? It was. Trim was making way for Jade Galbraith. I think that's, mm-hmm. only sensible. And then you had, in place of. Uh, you had Richardson in place of, my. Ben Davis basically and your other consideration was Hammond so that between between that group however many that was that's a good make yourselves right. useful a decent two He's lines welcome. These are all welcome 
I, I think it says a lot, obviously, that we've gone for Keith Salters and Meyer straight off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not even a, really a second thought. Yeah, they were they were brilliant, obviously, Myers and Keith, Meyer and Keith there for a, a couple of years, so um, I totally expect them to be there if they can. Uh, yeah. And obviously, Salters as well would be great, so... Um, but yeah, that that would be brilliant. And then obviously, if they've got a fifteen or so guys to to get, then most of the the ones we've mentioned could be in. Um, so it'd be brilliant, I think, to watch that. Yep, definitely. As, as long as we'll it's not, not played at you know five five miles an hour. <laughs> well, uh, if you have. Perhaps another list of guys that you wouldn't want to see, then maybe maybe it would be played at that pace. Yeah, well, let's quickly cover that. Um, again, I, I can't really say that um, I can do anything before thirteen fourteen. I didn't consistently watch the team before that season, so I can't throw anybody under the bus from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys guys that come to mind from each season just going through it hey Mario Laroque well in fact can I just say that the one kind of controversial one that we've talked about before in terms of the Hall of Fame um, I reckon Chris Frank's going to be at this testimonial but we just weren't yeah, as big yeah. fans as uh, everyone else but I can understand the almost certainly warrants a place there and I'm sure he'll be there if he can uh, yeah, but he just he just definitely honourable mention but he wasn't yeah. my kind of a guy that I really ever took to as much as some of the others yeah um, I just felt like you know occasionally the, the fighting just seemed a bit unnecessary at times but yeah um, obviously he was there to do a job and he, he, he did it well so um yeah, no, I would agree from that point of view. I think, I think he will be there, um, and definitely deserves a deserves a mention for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to put Mario Larocque on my second list. Um. It's funny. It's funny. You. <laughs> it's funny because he's the first name I've got in my list as well. Right. Uh, he was. He was. Um, yeah, he was interesting. Although he's one of the, the few defensemen we can say that they've played for us at a, a playoff finals weekend, so fair play to him for that. Uh, yep. Looking further through it, to me there's no real other shockers there. Let's move up. So moving through the seasons here, 14, <laughs> 14 15, we've obviously got our two minutes for chatting fan favourite, Jeff Smith. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see him there um, he'd be a good laugh uh, he certainly would bring the pace down a wee bit moving on again uh, Richard Hartman he might make, <laughs> he might make an appearance yeah well uh, <laughs> another potential controversial one <laughs> Chris Bruton you never know, um, but probably not, not warranted so much. Uh, you, you've got to put Lee Baldwin in that list. 
Yeah. Uh, when you when you open up the sixteen seventeen roster, you can kind of rhyme off the names, <laughs> uh, which is pretty bad, you know. It's nothing really against those guys, but it just didn't really work out as much. Yeah. Lee Baldwin, Hendricks didn't really do it for us, did he? Uh, yeah. Jeff Ulmer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously was a a really good player. Not not for us, but. Uh, now got himself a, a good job to show he probably was a good player at some point. So Daniel Asberg, he uh, sort of flattered to deceive, I think, at times. Maybe doesn't quite make onto the shockers list, but Yeah, not not for me. No. Uh Sescon's a guy who played a couple of seasons <laughs> for us. Uh Never really thought much of him. Didn't hate him. Didn't love him. Uh, so he's. I can't really put him in that list. Uh, I think I can put Mike M back in it though. Yes. I think I can put. Uh, I'm sad to say, but I think I can put Hamaline in it. That is, well, it's, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty harsh actually. It's pretty harsh. But as a captain, he just didn't. He just didn't fit for me. It just there was just something about it. It just yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a strange appointment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan Petoni's in it. Yep. Pots. Good um, pots there. Ryan Petoni, I'm afraid, is in it. And then. I have to say, because we're so positive, I don't think I'm putting anybody from this year in it, obviously. No. Yeah, you'd, you'd sadly argue maybe Mike Will might make his way in, <laughs> into the starting netminder birth, but... Um, no, if he's playing in D, then, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. Um, that's a few from me. You sound like you've got a more solid list. Right. I'll, I'll agree with the majority of the ones that you mentioned there. Maybe uh, not hon- Honourable mentions to Dan Nicolette. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. I've got Rick Jackman in here as well. Perhaps, yeah, probably, yeah, no. perhaps a bit harsh. Nah, I'm, I'm not unhappy with that. Lee Baldwin, obviously. Jeff Smith. Trevor Hendricks. Mario LaRock. <laughs> Harry Quast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is funny. Kyle Wharton. Oh, nah. Nah, I'm not having Kyle Wharton. No? Nah, like, I, quite, I didn't mind Kyle Wharton. Yeah, yeah, I was okay. Was Kyle thinking. Wharton's one of the, the few guys to score a hat-trick against Fife. Well, I can't put him in there now, can I? <laughs> nah, I, I kind of see, but I don't think... I think he was one of the best, better defencemen from that lot. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. You can you can put the whole team in. If you want to put the whole of sixteen seventeen in you can. <laughs> uh, if that was an option, but um nah, I, again though I'd probably just agree with those sort of defensemen that you that you'd mentioned. Mm-hmm. You failed to mention Harry Quast. I think deserves it. Yeah, that's poor. That's that's a slip slip of the tongue. Deserves an entry there. Um One of the again, these guys have been so lucky, I'm sure he played uh, alongside Pitt, Becca and Hammond 
he was always in the defensive pairing with those two. Yeah. So he he used to just skate around and enjoy watching that. Um, just as well he didn't do any plus minus. No, I know. Uh, stats that season. I know. Nah, I, he uh, he wasn't quite up to it for me. Although he seemed like quite a friendly guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, in terms of forwards, I've got there's a there's a guy Ryan Watt. Oh yeah, I didn't like him. I've got him down. I've got Brock McPherson. I didn't like him either. Remember him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, don't, I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him on the last of them. No. Tristan Harper. <laughs> I think he'll he'll be back in I think some he'll be capacity. Back. Yeah, yeah. I think he will be back. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be what I would have, but no. Just the kind of you know the the way he left the club as well. And, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't so a good. few, a few uh, snide comments after he left and stuff. So, and then you've got guys that you've mentioned, Chris Bruton, obviously, Josh Grattan, maybe. Oh yeah. It's true. That's I'm true. Not, Just I mean, based I'm, on the form of the team now, I can't disagree with that. Nah, I don't. That's harsh. I wouldn't have him. <laughs> Point a game, guy. Nah, you're in the you're in the shite <laughs> team, pal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeff Fulmer, Mike M. Back mentioned. These are all guys that have left though. So I mean, it's uh, right Petone. <laughs> you should have told these guys when they leave. Look. You might want to just stick around for a bit, or you'll be in the, the Matt Haywood <laughs> se- second eleven. Se- sorry, not eleven, but you know what I mean. Sorry, we're gonna have to let you go. Um, you want to come back in twenty nineteen for a testimonial, but <laughs> yeah, uh, just just sign here. <laughs> um, that was it, pretty much. I, no, I mean, okay. I've got I've got a lot more. There's a lot more defenseman than I've got forwards. Yeah, that that's definitely says something as well, doesn't it? And most of the forwards I've got are guys that that left halfway through the season or stuff. But yeah, when I mean, you can look at other guys like, uh, I mean, Adam Brace for a time wasn't great. Yeah. Tyler Shattuck, Corey yeah. Cowick. Again, this is all from the same season, but yeah, it's just, I know. You know, there, there's probably other guys. Yeah, of course, uh, Cowick was the the year before, wasn't he? He kind of. Oh, There's was another it. one that got away with the BHP line type thing. Yeah. They they um, definitely saved us those three that year. And obviously, I mean, there probably was a, a few guys from the first few seasons. I don't really, I don't remember them too much at that point being particularly bad because I was just kind of, I was just kind of getting into hockey at that point, so I wasn't really, you know, particularly clued up all that much I mean you could guess obviously guys uh, the best guys that were there obviously stood out a lot more but yeah um, difficult to pinpoint guys that you know were just uh, picking up a paycheck yeah no I agree Um, we won't put them into into a lineup. I don't think it'll probably give us nightmares but um, I certainly think that yeah we've come up with a a good batch of guys there that would that would make it a good occasion. I think the you know the decent team. Um, yeah. So yeah, look forward to that, and I'm sure Haywood will have a, a good time when it comes. It's I don't know when it will be exactly, but I'm sure we'll try and be there. Um, just uh, 
before we, we round it off, I think it's only fair to have a look at the, the football from the weekend. Uh, unless there was anything else you wanted to touch on with the hockey stuff, but I feel like we've we've kind of run our course on that. Yeah, we've kind of we've ranted on a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was um, back to some Scottish Premiership action at the weekend instead of that cup nonsense. Uh, we had a few games uh, to to cover just quickly, so uh, Celtic, obviously you're a lot beating, beating the Ackies 3-0. A uh, fairly comfortable win, I think. Yep, 3-0 against the Ackies, 4-0 against the win. Uh, on the Wednesday beforehand as well. So Yeah, that's right. We, we had those, those fixtures as well. Solid. Uh, solid start back. Um, that's just kind of what we, what we needed to get going again, I think. Yeah, I just have to pick up on the point. Obviously, I think you'd back Rangers to beat Kilmarnock, so... Um, <laughs> there go. My, my, predic- my predictions aren't that ridiculous. I think I'd say that draw, but... I'll just... I'm going to run through what I'd said. So, I, I said... Celtic to beat St Mirren but it'll be pretty close that was wrong I had I <laughs> uh, had Hamilton and Aberdeen down as a draw I think 3-0 Aberdeen right. Hearts I said pretty much guaranteed a victory against Dundee lost uh, had Rangers down to beat Kilmarnock that didn't happen had Hibs to beat Mullowell Mullowell 1-1-0 St Johnson Livy I think I said score draw, St Johnson won 1-0. I don't think that was much better, to be honest, so we'll just, we'll just skip over that I'll fact. Hockey predictions. Yeah, no, that's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, you, uh, obviously as well, I, I don't think we, we predicted uh, the, the party at Thistle game, but believe it or not, it was it was another win, two in, two in the bounds, um, and I, I think neither of us would have predicted that 2-1 against Queen of the South so they're flying um, hopefully Kevin's in a good mood so we, we quick mention to him um, but elsewhere yep, Aberdeen Kilmarnock played out a nothing each draw Motherwell they've not been great recently so a win at Dundee's probably not the worst worst well obviously it's not the worst for them but um, pretty good result for them um, and then Hearts Back on track, a 2 0 win against St Johnson. On uh, Sunday, Rangers bounced back with a 3 0 win over Livy, and then under some slightly strange circumstances, I suppose, Hibbs winning 3 1 at St Mirren. Uh, Lennon was. The, the only stuff I've seen is that it's come out that Lennon's been suspended and they don't think uh, he's going he's gonna to return. What, what's your thoughts on that one? It seems a a bit strange, certainly. They've not been great this year, but what a job I think he's he's done with them. Yeah, I think on the whole, you know, obviously he's he's gotten promoted back up and uh, back to a, to a place where where they should be in challenging sort of top four positions in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it came as a wee bit of a surprise, but. Um, I mean, you know the kind of character that Lennon is and uh, he can sometimes rub people the wrong way and I think that's maybe what's happened there. I think there was maybe a was a training ground bust up or something like that. I think uh, involved 
Florian Camberry. Is that um, what it was, right? I think so, yeah. Um, I think we can, you know, we can probably talk about this maybe next week or whenever we yeah. actually find out what's going on. But uh, yeah, de- I mean, definitely a, a strange one for sure. Yeah, no, it's one of those that you don't really know. It's a, it's a Josh, a Josh Granton. <laughs> Never know. Type scenario, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, see how it progresses. Um, but yeah, let, let's give you another go then at the, the predictions for this week. Um, first, uh, a couple of games in the Scottish Cup. We've got Stennis Muir, Aberdeen, the, the replay, fourth round replay. That's a bit of a sticky one for the old Dons. Aberdeen. But yeah, yeah, but I'd be very surprised if they don't win it. Yeah. But since you're saying Aberdeen, that means home win. Uh, and then recently hammered Queen of the South are at home to, to struggling Dundee. Um, again, that's not a foregone conclusion, but um, I think I'd probably put Dundee just as favourites there, um, but it's it's got upset kind of all over it. I think. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Queen of the South. Okay. <laughs> put yourself right in there. Yeah, firing lane. Um, Celtic are at home in the league to St Johnston on Wednesday. Is that their game in hand? I take it. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you're looking at four or five now there. Nonsense. Right, okay. I think Celtic will win. Right, yeah, no. you're going one nil. Something like that. close. Uh, yeah. Right, nah. A few goals. I'll take, in. I mean, I'll take three points at this stage. Right, a few goals in that. Don't worry about it. Rangers are playing the the match that was frozen against Cowden Beath as well on Wednesday. Um, the blue Brazil. Yeah. A lot of blue there. I think they'll surely have too much for Cowdenbeath um, and go through. Perhaps a, a Jermaine Defoe hat-trick there. Uh, maybe not, but um, I think they'll have too much for Cowdenbeath, surely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Cowdenbeath win. <laughs> I, would be, I would be absolutely... Ast- I think if that happens, then Gerard needs to go. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's at that stage. Friday night, well, I'm assuming it's night, since it's 7.45. <laughs> Didn't look at the time there, so I had to kind of blab my way around it. Uh, Kelly Hearts. Kelly. Draw for me. Going with draw. No. We've got to be different here. We've got to be different. Right. Um, and just quickly... Saturday, Hamilton, Dundee. Dundee. Ooh, draw. Hibs, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Draw. <laughs> Motherwell, Livy. Motherwell. Livy. Nah, that's shite by me. What the fuck's that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, nah, that's, that's another draw as well. And Rangers, St Mirren. That's a draw. home That's a home win. Eh... <laughs> uh, Obviously, can't ignore Thistle away to Inverness. That's a, this, right, that's the same you can't ignore uh, Borum Wood against Wrexham. 
Well, you, we can't ignore it, and we will. <laughs> this all are going up to Inverness. Inverness all day long. And they're getting a point. No. And then finally, Sunday, St Johnson Celtic. How many times has Celtic played St Johnson this season? Like 50? Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, Three, three times in the next. Yeah, well. it's quite a lot. They'll be pretty familiar with each other. Um, yeah. This will be closer than the four or five now since it's McDermott, but. Agreed. Two or three for me. Two, one. Right, okay. Smashing. Well, I think that's us for episode 38. That was a good time. I enjoyed doing the, the Haywood test day team. That was good. Um, I'm just. Uh, quickly give a wee, a wee shout out yep absolutely um, hope whoever this is is listening <laughs> but he showed me on his phone that he's you know he's subscribed to the podcast so okay uh, basically on on a Friday night me and Rosemary went over to one of our one of our friend's house who's getting married in the summer and her fiance's best man is a clan season ticket holder and listens to our podcast. I had no prior knowledge of this, didn't know the guy. So, Mr. Mr. David Heard, if you're out there. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, David. For, cheers for turning up. Cheers, David, yeah. Cheers for turning up. Give us a wee rating on iTunes. Get us up to the top. Oof. Uh, we're asking for ratings now. We're it's... asking for ratings. We're desperate. <laughs> we're absolutely desperate. Nah, uh, it's good that, good that somebody listens to us. Um, I'm sure it's... That isn't, you know, that isn't somebody that we, that we know. That's yeah. That's the kind of the main thing. No, absolutely. Um, we'll see. I'm sure our opinions on the, the Haywood team might, might lose us a few, <laughs> a few <laughs> listeners. But uh, it's, it's all, all in good. It's all, all in good, good jest. Yeah, good fun. Um, yep. So cheers, folks, for turning up. That was episode thirty-eight, and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you later.